the truth. That's me. I'm Jim Price of Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is April 16th. I guess we're going to call it Monday, ah, 2023. Well, this is the life we live, right, guys? Where the whole weekend we know was just horrible, horrible, horrible. Remember, if the news tells you anything, life is horrible. We're all dying. Uh, everybody died of gunshot wounds, uh, rioting, and uh, heart disease. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I, when I do my midday radio show, right before I come on, uh, at noon in New York, I uh, I always hear the their feed, and I'm just like, ah, so and so shot this person, so and so shot that person. I'm like, you guys got anything else to talk about out there besides somebody <laughs> shooting somebody? Because you know, if I, even if I go pull the police blotter, there's a lot of other things that happen. I'm gonna let you know that, and it's it seems like this programming where we're seeing this constant live in fear state, right? We gotta lower the vibration, lower who you are, make yourself less than, don't be the right people, just live in your little hall closet and your warm blanket of fear and just cuddle up and and then maybe one day the, the big fart in the wind called coronavirus won't kill you. The sad part of it is is that over trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and lots of advertising, including you know Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs when he's doing the whole uh, I'm going to have sex with Taylor Swift, I'm going to be a Pfizer man now. He's getting all this pushback. But anyway, even after all this advertising, quadrivalent high-dose uh, flu, which is the flu the vaccine they had back in 2018, they took the 2018, 2017, 2016, and 2015 flu shot, put it all on a barrel, spun it all around, put it into a bottle, and they said high-dose quadrivalent, which is double the flu vaccine with four different variants in it, so why not? Uh, this is the kind of dumb thing where they're still pushing this stuff and telling you you've got to get this taken care of. And I, I stopped by Walgreens uh, just a couple hours ago. I had to go by there, and I saw the people standing in line for vaccines. And I'm like, are you guys sick? What's going on here? Why are you guys here? And there are people in there just like they were just waiting with bated breath to get this government chemical that, by the way, they, Pfizer has brought out a new uh, COVID virus uh, vaccine. Uh, they've uh, tuned it up so you guys can be healthier. So make sure to go out and get yourself some more of that shit because that'll fix you. I don't understand how they could continue to believe this and continue to beat that drum when they know they've lost an ear. Guys, the reason I know we're winning, the reason I know that we are being successful at what we're doing here is, one, I hear people coming back to me now with comments that I make on the show, but also, you're not dead. You're still listening to the show. You're still out there doing what you're going to do, and you're still showing up at events. I was at a great event in Nashville this weekend. You know, a lot of great people. We didn't have, uh, you know, obviously we were still, you know, hugging and shaking hands and doing that whole thing. But the sad part of it is, is that there, this whole thing of living in fear, I, I don't want to be those people. I'm, I'm living around people that don't want to live in fear. So um, mm -hmm. think of it this way, guys. Because you're alive, you're beating them at their game. Because you didn't take that, most of us didn't take. And I do believe the numbers are smaller than what they're actually stating they are. Because I think a lot of dummies got like 12, 10, 95, 100 of those things. And I really believe that. Uh, but I don't believe there was many shot up as they tried. Now, I do know some people that got an initial shot and didn't continue on with the others. But anyway, I'm going to quit rambling on with this whole thing because I could go on and on about you know how stupid they are. Uh, that's what we do here. 
But I do have a special guest with me, and I want to bring her on. Lindsey Graham, she is here. This is Patriot Barbie. Uh, Patriot Barbie, thank you for being here. I appreciate you being on the show. And I guess I'll let you introduce yourself and how we can find you. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I love your rant. I love when I'm sitting off screen and the person's ranting and I'm nodding and nodding and going, oh, I wish you could see me <laughs> agreeing with you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, what's your website? How do we get a hold of um, you? Hello, I'm Lindsey Graham, Patriot Barbie. I'm an unvaxxed. Oh, the Patriot Bar uh, PatriotBarbie.com. Okay. Pro-freedom. Right. Pro-medical freedom. Pro-life. Pro-God. Pro-everything. Pro, uh, well, see, pro, how about we do this? We're pro-choice. Lindsay, do you, feel like, do you feel that you're pro-choice, that you, you know, um, everything, but but as long as we're not harming or killing anybody, mm -hmm. which buddy means body or person or thing, right? Because if it's alive, right. uh, we know this to be alive. We know that the uh, moment, moment of conception, there's a zinc aurora that happens around the, uh, the embryo, and then it, it makes this flash, this light flash. So I would say at that moment, uh, I'm going to protect that individual in, until the day they, they pass naturally. But pro-choice, right? That means if you want the vaccine, right, yours. If you want to yep. drink Coca-Cola and Pepsi and put, you know, whatever in your body, that's your choice, right? But I'm not yep, paying right. for it. I don't want to pay for your stuff. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, if you yeah. want to do drugs, you want to be a drug, drug addict, go for it. As long yeah. as you're not hurting anybody else or trying to sell it to anybody else. There you go. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, Lindsay, what's the website? We're like independence, kind of. <laughs> yeah, we are. PatriotBarbie.com. PatriotBarbie.com. <laughs> um, now, yes. um, how did you start? Now, am I supposed to call you Barbie or am I supposed to call you Lindsay? I, I don't want to get that. I, I would. The response to that is you can call me whatever you want. My real name is Lindsay Graham. Okay, right. And that is legitimately my name, which is such an honor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. I know. He's, <laughs> but a, great, I he's a great guy. He's a warmonger. He wants to right. send more That's of us right. to the meat slaughter. So that's fine. That's right. I'm the better Lindsey Graham. I get yelled Barbie. I get yelled patriotic Barbie. I get yelled, I don't know, all kinds of things. I understand. Um, so now when you uh, got started was, in all this, when did Lindsay's that happen? Lindsey's fine. What happened for you? How'd you get started? Uh, so a lot of people know the backstory, which is that in 2020, I was, you know, quote, the salon owner in Oregon that opened up against the mandates. If you don't remember, it was global news because Kate Brown, the governor, um, as soon as I reopened, I was probably the second or third in America. She wanted to make an example out of me. Right. She threatened me with fines, jail time, classy misdemeanor. And ultimately what really struck a nerve was oh. that um, Child Protective Services showed up at my house and they threatened to remove my children wow. all during the first, you know, 72 hours of noncompliance. So... Um, 2020, that moment really was an eye opener for me. Um, I was asleep. I was a, a lukewarm Christian. I was a very lukewarm conservative. Uh -huh. I was not interested in politics and that changed my life. Seeing the difference between, uh, true tyranny and true freedom. Now you said that they sent CPS out. Now, if I don't know if a child protective services, I don't know if people really realize how big of a deal this is. Um, CPS is not a law enforcement agency. They have no legal authority. They have really no no uh, court systems that uh, hold them accountable, and they're they're a, an administration. They're they're part of the the uh, the machine, right, so to speak, the mm -hmm. the bureaucracy of things. And it for them to weaponize that the idea that they can come in and take your children, uh, never see your kids again. That is actually a true fact that people have their children adopted away from them. And then there is a protective order between the adopted parents and the child mm -hmm. where you can never main, you know, maintain or see them again, maintain contact or see them again. So this is an issue when you have 
what shows you that this is an administrative state that they can weaponize the bureaucracy to come in and start tearing apart your life because you'll spend money and time trying to get your kids back while they're being indoctrinated or jabbed up and against their will or your will as well. Right. And and it was um, definitely a show of power. See, in the, in the days leading up to that specific situation, the government had said, we're going to kick you out of your building. And I stayed open. We're going to, we're going to fine you $5,000 a day. And I stayed open. We're going to take your business license. And I stayed open. And I had done a press conference and simply stating that I had a right to work because I had a family at home and I had bills to pay and I had a right to provide that family. I never alleged that they were starving or that they were in dire straits or anything like that. Just that I believed I had a right to work. And so ultimately after the government had threatened, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I continued to defy it was like, this is the last straw. What else can we get on this woman? And what, Oops. We, what we can do is target her weakest point, yeah. which as everyone, everyone would know is her children. Right. And so it was like the last thing that they were willing to do was threaten to take away my family to get me to comply. And I still didn't comply. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, the same thing when they did with me. I set my driveway for six hours. They are like, where's your kid? Whatever you found in the house belongs to me. Leave my kid out of this. And all of a sudden, the investigation was over. And uh, that's how I have it actually on uh, the, uh, what do they call it, body camera footage. It's yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a neat moment when you can actually watch your government really just manipulate and destroy an individual. Um, even the ATF that came out said that there was no crime, uh, that, but they still they still made sure and find one, right? So anyway, that's how Interesting. they do it. Yeah, they, and that was the local PD that did that. It's like, where's your kid at? You know, I was like, whatever you found in the house is mine. Leave my kid out of this. So it was all pretty wow. good. So, um, so for you, this was 2020, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, okay, so things start going. And I watched your story. I, I paid attention to who you were. I was, I was very proud of you and that you were, you were standing there trying to be re- resolved to do the right thing, to just, you know, do business. I mean, my, my gosh, isn't the government yeah. built on the back of your tax dollars? Or wouldn't they want you doing more business? But um, so as you went through that and you got Child Protective Services coming out, how long did it did the legal part last for you? Well, technically, the legal part is still going. I received a $14,000 OSHA citation. Um, they cannot prove that I am worthy of that violation. They right. literally told my attorney that they have no page that they can reference that proves evidence that I was employing people at that time. Right. Um, so it is 2023. That fine was received in March of 2020. They are still sending threats to garnish my bank accounts, which they have done, and put liens on my home for this $14,000 fine because I refuse to pay it. And a lot of people would come forward and they still do and say, just start a give, send, go. We'll donate and you can pay it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, I had the money. I had right. the money to pay it. Right. I'm not paying it. It's the principle. It's like, it's like admitting guilt. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I didn't do anything wrong by opening my salon. I was not endangering employees. I wasn't endangering anyone. So I'm not going to pay that fine. So it's still ongoing. Um, I refuse to fight it because I spent $50,000 in attorney fees trying to fight the state of Oregon. Right. And now I just refuse to pay it as well. And I'm yeah. just kind of putting it in God's hands. Well, now, as you're going through this stuff, has your, I mean, obviously you went against the government, so your business should have declined exponentially, right? I'm being facetious here. Te- technically, yeah. So uh, a lot of people saw through the crap, which I go. love that about 2020. Right. Oops. 
And I got inundated with clients I never had before. Knocks right. on the door. I'll pay $100 for a men's haircut. Yeah. Um, things like that. So, I mean, I did ultimately lose my businesses, but not due to the government. Right. Uh, due to cancel culture, of course, the radical, radical left. But I was so impressed with the amount of outpouring and support and generosity that America, not just Oregon, Americans showed mm-hmm. um, in supporting me when I defied. It was It was beautiful. Well, and that's what it should be, though. I mean, we when we see something wrong, when we bind together, then suddenly we win, right? So, what did that that solidarity coming together? Isn't that what the left does? They they dogpile on to protect one of their own, George Floyd and others. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality, we do the same thing. We just don't do it by burning down the Nike store. I think we have a different approach than they do. Uh, that's right. Which is is actually just should be the example for them to live by. Uh, so you you're saying you've lost your businesses. So what have you decided to do? How long were you able to stay open before they actually got you to shutter your business? Um, we, I actually closed my salon about a year later. We, okay. as soon as the cancel culture hit, which the cancel culture was that I'm a white supremacist, I'm a white nationalist, I'm a racist, um, yeah. I'm a rich um, capitalist yeah. that only wants to kill people. You know, yeah, you I know, the whole thing. I see it. Yeah. Um, I, see it I survived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I exude all of those hateful things. Um, I survived about a year and I, I do mean survived. Like I hung on for life to salon. I had spent 15 years building it. I was at the peak of my career. It was very, very hard to let go. Yeah. Um, I know that God wanted me to let it go. And yet he also knew that I was going to hang on for right. your life. So a year later is when I closed the salon and eventually we had no businesses left in Oregon. So about 2021. Wow. Yeah. So what do you it's do? Been, what- though, what are you doing now? So what do you what what can we do to support you? What are you doing now? Uh, what's what is your what 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 is what is Patriot Barbie doing now besides Patriot? Uh, so yeah, I, I I dove in full into Patriot Barbie. So the liberals called me Patriot Barbie. I adopted the name. I ran with it. They I'm sure that they you just got them to name you. See, that's not fair. I, I know. I, I came up with the Jim Price show. I mean, it's like, what do you call it? Oh, my name is Jim Price. You know, like what do you like? So, uh, no, that's great that they actually no. did that for you. Well, awesome. They obviously they care. Yeah, about they you. <laughs> they do. They do. They they made a meme out of my face wearing a MAGA hat and said, "I don't always play Patriot Barbie, but when I do, I kill people's grandmas and I steal their money." So, have you ever been and charged with I killing immediately, anybody? Yeah. This was about 2020, maybe three months into cancel culture. Did you? Uh, did you get? No, nope, uh, no. Nope. In fact, hmm. it's weird. Go ahead. I think I'm on a delay somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no. Well, what I was trying to say. In fact, I'm I'm so proud to say to this day that what is happening? Oh, your the Zoom call is jerking around on us here. There, it's trying to act like we're uh, we're a problem. So Zoom tyranny. Does, Zoom doesn't like you. So tyranny. I, I have I have a couple people that every now and again Zoom will just start glitching them out for no good reason because I I'm checking my bandwidth right now. I am full on. I got everything I need. So just zoom. Is so it's doing, me. Yeah. So I'm the problem. It's not you. It's me. Are you breaking up with me? Don't do that. I mean, I just <laughs> met you just 10 seconds ago. I mean, is it already over? Um, so, uh, okay. So go start back over. So you, you haven't killed anybody. So you haven't been charged with any crimes of execution nope. of, uh, anything like that. So, nope. um, so they get you shut down for a year. Now you go ahead and take on the, the, the label that they give you, which is this mm-hmm. horrific name calling you Patriot Barbie. I mean, I thought it was pretty brilliant. Um, uh. so <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what it, now, so you jumped into it now, what are you doing with that, with that name and that logo? What are you doing now? 
Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to change and save America. I'm a, a public speaker. I speak often at churches and rallies and women's events and political events. Um, I wrote a book called Targeted right behind me here, and it's my memoir. It's an autobiography. It's a little bit about what I went through in Oregon and why I believe God allowed me to step into the role that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm very, very active oh. on social media. I speak at a lot of school boards, which, you know, one of my videos went viral when I dressed like a cat. Meow, meow. Oh, that was you? And um, I kind of just walking through the door. That was me. Oh, that was me. Yeah, I got the cat suit hanging up right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can be a cat. I would love it though. I was like, man, this is excellent. I appreciate. It. I didn't real. I didn't recognize you. you from one or the other. I apologize. I should. That's be, okay. Uh, I should be better at that. Um, so you got to do that. So okay, and you do the public speak. Now we're going to be speaking together at an event mm-hmm. this Saturday. Is that correct? Yes. You'll be there as well. Oh, that is correct. Yes, in Richfield, Washington. Yeah. And that's just across Are you the, ready? the the bridge from Portland, correct? Basically, I believe so. You yeah. know, I don't live in Oregon anymore. Oh, okay. I know. Oh, I'm in okay. I'm in Arizona, so this is a trek for me. It's it's <laughs> it's the motherland. Uh huh. I've got I, uh, I got to fly from Kansas, so I'm I'm I know what the, I used to live in Phoenix. I was born there, so I know the area real well. So yeah. oh, okay. Well, I love it here. We actually fled, ran for our lives to Arizona right away, kept it hidden from right. Uh-oh. the so public because yeah. we were getting death threats and things like that. So we just picked up and left and um, yeah, but I'm excited to get back there and you know, so it's going to be a good event. It's good. Um, okay. Yeah. So now we'll be at that. Now what's the name of that event? I wanted to, I'm trying to plug you. I'm trying to plug you to get you to do it. So what's the name of the event we're doing this weekend? Oh my gosh. You would ask me. That. So it's uh, Patriots Pat- United. United WA. <laughs> Patriots United. WA. There you go. Washington. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I, was just, I got it. Hey. Patriots United. That's all right. I'm still trying to remember your name and I've been interviewing you for 18 minutes. So that's okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, and I'm horrible with names. Oh, so, uh, um, you know what else you did? What's that? Uh-oh. You, you told, you told viewers that today was April 16th. Did I say <laughs> April 16th? Uh, yeah. Did I really? <laughs> I thought I'm going to wait for the right moment to call October. this out. So it's either... October 16th. I didn't say that. She's lying. See, she's, I don't know. She's one of those. Check the tapes. Check the tapes. She's one of those said, people. God damn. He, he's 16 or he's either six months behind or he's thinking six months in advance. Oh, but yes. Either way. Yes, I am uh, thinking into the future. Right. That's where I'm going here. Uh, <laughs> that's what I, you know, I live in the past or I'm going in the future. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm an old hippie and I don't know what to do. So that's uh, what a horrible guest I am calling out your flaws. Yeah, what a horrible nice. guest. What like a woman, like a woman, you know, I'm sorry. A little bit later. Like, you... Remember you said April. <laughs> All right. So I'm keeping tabs. <laughs> I'm keeping a list. Trust me. I know we're not supposed to keep uh, points, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, no point keeping, but obviously you're ahead. Um, Let's see. So Patriot <laughs> United WA, uh, we're going to be there speaking of that event. And can you want to give us a little bit of what you do or how you got involved in this event? You want to give us that? Sure. Yeah. KSOC. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say her name. Who? She's kind of sneaky, sneaky. I don't know what's public. I don't remember because I know her person personally, the girl that does KSOC. KSOK. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah. So I I don't remember if her name is public or not. Okay. So I'm not going to say it. She, um, I've been on her show a few times. She is a firecracker. Um, she's very, very connected to Patriots United. And I believe she put my name in the little hat, said, we got to uh-huh. get Lindsay up here to, to empower people. Yeah. So they made it happen. Um, 
a lot of what I speak on, it's it's crazy. I, I went from my speeches mostly being about defying Oregon and standing up to, for freedom right. to finding a whole new platform in the conservative movement, pro-life, pro-family. I mean, the left keeps pushing so much. Mm. We're never at a loss for a topic to fight on. It's oh, insane. Yeah. So, I mean, really, there's battle after battle after battle. And if you are involved, if you're awake, if you're in the movement, you're finding about every single day. And so um, realistically, it's like, all right, what's the what's the topic at the moment? What do people really fear for? What are we really needing to combat? Right. Um, and it could change from today until this weekend when we meet. Yeah. But I will be there with books as well. Uh-oh. I'll be doing a book signing also. Oh, yeah. you're gonna take your book, and that's the targeted. That's the targeted book. Yes, yes. Now, one question, one one comment we hear, Deborah. Um, she says here, Deborah uh, Sailing. Uh, I'm a I'm gonna screw up her last name, Rollerson, Rowler, uh, I just just making that up. Oh, she said two points. Uh, uh, yeah, she said uh, it was great that you did that for uh, hairstylists. They appreciated your your. Uh, where did she put that? What are oh. you looking for? Um, let's see. Yeah. So, oh, I, she said perfect. I nailed it. So I win. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, points for me. Um, you know, she said that uh, the hair, oh, hairstylists were very glad you did that. So that was the idea that you were out there doing things and the hair, other hairstylists were able to be bold mm-hmm. because you were bold. And that a lot of right. times is what leadership is, is going through the brick wall before everybody else does. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people questioned my my motives, my ultimatums, whatever. I don't really care at this point. But what the truth is, and everyone kept seeing hairstylists rise up. Shelly Luther in Texas was a hairstylist. She was a salon owner. She's the one that encouraged me. Um, She doesn't know it, but she did. And when I stood up, a lot of hairstylists said, thank you. And other people kind of went, well, what's with the hairstylists? Well, we didn't get unemployment because Mm -hmm. we're not employees. We're independent contractors. We don't get maternity leave. We don't get vacation leave. We don't get any paid leave. We have overhead no matter what the situation because you're usually paying rent on a booth or you're paying rent on a, on a building yeah. there was all kinds of government assist that was but not hairstylists we just were the perfect exemption for everything zero support yeah and the weirdest thing about it is we were the least likely it affects people with COVID. We followed government mandated rules and sanitation procedures. Right. We only served one or two people at a time. Right. And if you recall, Walmart was freaking open. And wait a second. Yeah. Some of the nastiest people I know are in Walmart <laughs> touching things. And I want to do two people's hair. <laughs> and it's it's illegal. Yeah. So you know, the the idea that I was a hairstylist and I garnered other hairstylist support was a natural because we we specifically suffered a lot, not the most. I'm not going to say the most because I think, you know, single moms, single dads suffered the most. Yeah. But we as a career suffered immensely. Well, due, let, and let me lockdown. give an explanation of that real quick. So people don't realize like a waiter or a waitress or a hostess is an employee. And so they were able to get unemployment because they were under a employee uh, other mm-hmm. places that were, even though you're commission based, you're still an employee where hairstylists, like she said, they, they do a booth rent, uh, nail, you know, nail ladies, the, the guys, the ladies who do the massages, the lady, you know, the, all these different little facets, facials, mm-hmm. they're all booth rentals. And so when they would go into for the PPE and all that other stuff, 
it didn't exist in the way that we think of it for big corporations because they didn't have employees. And again, they weren't an employee, so then they couldn't get employee benefits from the unemployment and all that stuff. So this is a, an important part of this. So yeah, this is, people don't right. realize the hair stylists were on an island of their own. And here it is, mm -hmm. uh, you guys were inspiring each other, but then you did have the freakazoids who, well, wait, 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 wait. let me ask you a quick, this is one of the questions I came up with earlier. When you saw Nancy Pelosi getting her uh, her roots covered up, did that piss you off or what? Oh, it piss it. This is what pissed me off the most. I already knew that the, the elites were doing it because they're on TV, and I'm like, you don't have any gray showing. You have a perfectly coiffed bob. Don't yeah. don't pretend that the the minions are not allowed to do something, and you're not going and doing it too. We see you. Right. But what pissed me off was not that she did it. But that I knew that no consequences would be suffered for her. I knew that somehow they would change the narrative and she would make an excuse and then it would get swept under the rug. And it was also just gratifying to see that I had opened my salon two weeks prior and I said, I have a right to work. I don't think anyone needs their hair done. I don't. I really don't think my clients are essential. Right. I get it. They don't need their extensions. They really don't. Yeah. But I need the money to feed my family. <laughs> so it's about me, not them. Right. When she went and got her hair done, she didn't go to work. She didn't defy that. She went and got the pampering event that she's saying is not essential. So right. she really did break all of the cardinal rule of her own rules. Yeah. And and what happened? Nothing. Nothing. We all got pissed. Yeah. Nothing happened. She didn't get slapped with any fines for defying lockdowns, did she? Right. But the business owners that defied did. Well, remember the gentleman that was doing the whole... Um the gym thing in New Jersey. And mm -hmm. then there was uh, Josh Burnett in Arizona. These guys got beat up yep. pretty bad. Josh Burnett, I mean, he ended up, you know, he, he, he stayed open, but even the guy in New Jersey, like literally took the doors off of his building. Mm -hmm. Like he, like, yeah. well, you can't lock up a door that doesn't exist. Right. So that's right. Um, yep. The sad part of it is, is to think about there's a, and this is the analogy I give constantly. The guy who shoveled coal in the steam engine on the way to Auschwitz is just as guilty as the guy who pulls the lever on the steam on the on the chamber, right? So those cops that decide to show mm -hmm. up, the you know the code enforcement, the uh, what did you say? You said OSHA find you? Like what's OSHA mm -hmm. got to do with your guys? I mean, I'm a construction guy. You know, mm -hmm. I started construction when I was 19, uh, 19, and I cannot imagine. You know, I we never had OSHA on our job sites, but OSHA showing up for. And I and I'm not trying to put you to like some little lady that's all yeah. delicate, gonna cut some scissors, and you yeah. guys are getting OSHA fine. We're out here walking around on roofs with no harnesses, and you right. know it's like right. We're the, I might slip and cut someone's ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was that was crazy. That was someone someone could die on your job site, and I might cut someone's ear maybe on a really bad day if I drank as much as Nancy Pelosi. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It did make sense. Imagine nipping her ear. That thing would never ble stop bleeding. That thing would just come out for like. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, man. Jim, you don't have I'm so sorry. <laughs> if I had if I had Nancy Pelosi in my chair, there'd be more than an ear snip. <laughs> <laughs> a little Van Gogh moment. Uh, is this yours? You might want to take it with you. <laughs> Send it to your girlfriend. Um, oh my gosh. So okay, so you did that, and you had to relocate. Now, did you? You have now. Obviously, you have kids because you said that they were messing with your kids. How have your kids? If uh, you get kids and and all that, how would they, how do they handle that? Um, so luckily we moved from Oregon, which is incredibly rainy. And I mean, rains every single day, pretty much right. to Arizona where we had a house with a pool and they could play outside every day. 
And they were young enough, um, especially my baby, to not really recognize like the uprooting of their lives. So at the time I defied lockdowns, my baby, who I had just had, was only six weeks old. Oh, wow. And then I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Right. Um, now they are nine, seven, and three. Right. Um, so most of their life now has been spent in Arizona. Oh, okay. They're, they adapted very well. And honestly, it's, it's adorable yeah. to watch my kids tell people my mom is the Patriot Barbie. There you go. Well now, so yeah. did you have, now did you have people or family close to you that thought you were an idiot? I mean, did you have pushback in that way? I had not family. Thank goodness. My family is all very conservative. Right. Um, I was raised Republican, right. but I had plenty of friends and alleged like 10 year clients that completely turned on me. That was shocking. I mean, I had text messages from women I'd known for 10 years saying, I had no idea you were a racist, you know, BITCA, like just radical texts where. So you want to make money my that makes you racist? I don't get that. It doesn't make sense, right? No. <laughs> the reason I'm a racist, right, Jim, and this wasn't all over the news until, of course, it was radicalized. Right. The reason I'm a racist is because after George Floyd riots started, BLM posted on social media, let's burn down Glamour Salon first and kick Lindsey Graham's. Really? And I went, uh, no, I didn't just fight the government so that you could burn my salon down. Yeah. So I did a call to arms and 400 patriots showed up outside my salon with weapons and said, we're going to protect this woman's business. And we ultimately protected all of downtown Salem. We spread out, ran ops. And then there were so many people that showed up and said, BLM is not going to burn down our local businesses. That, that makes me a racist, not wanting my business to be burned down. I, I don't get, I don't, I, I mean, I, that is the dumbest math. That's some common core stuff right there. That is, that makes zero sense that that's what mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to call each other or how we're going to do this. Um, right. Yeah, but that's what they do. So if it, it can't get you in the facts, we have to mm -hmm. go with the emotions, right? So racism, right. and let me, get, let me do a qualifier here. And I know a lot of people know me and I try to really break it down, kind of that least common denominator. Racism is actually really a problem for me because there's a certain part of us that has a fright or flight process, right? And to say that mm -hmm. you're a racist, well, that's an emotion. That's something that someone, one person can be like, I, oh, this person is my friend, but then this person over here isn't my friend, but they're the same color. Doesn't make me a racist. It just means I like this guy and I don't like this guy. Like, I don't like all white people. I don't like all Asians. I don't, I mean, that's okay. But the fact that they use an emotional, you know, way to get us all involved or it's undefinable mm -hmm. This is part of the problem because it's actually just because, well, I don't want my shop being burned down. And because you said it was Black Lives Matter, which used to be Bureau of Land Management. And if people look up Bureau of Land Management, they'll find out why BLM was created to cover up the sins where they were executing ranchers in, the, uh, in Utah and Oregon and places like that. Don't worry about that. Montana, those guys. Yeah, so BLM has a problem. But so what I was trying to point out is that we have discernment, right? There's some people we like and mm -hmm. some people don't like. I don't like my shop getting burned down. Doesn't mean I'm a racist because I don't want BLM representing black people who made $84 billion during the pandemic. And <laughs> that was all through Silicon Valley Bank and everything else that got bailed out because Gavin Newsom's five wineries were being banking there. Oh my gosh. So I get started on all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for days. Oh my gosh. Um, so BLM, just because you said, I don't want BLM to burn it down. You didn't say that you wanted the uh, IRL, the, uh, the um, 
I'm sorry, not the IRL. Was the IRL? Yeah, no, the Irish. Uh, what is it? Oh, oh, I know what you're trying to say. So yeah, yeah. The one, the, the one Ireland had the bombings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. With, yeah. So if you said that you didn't want them to to bomb or burn down your building, that would have been fine because they're white. Then I would be anti-Irish. Whatever oh wait, oh yeah, that makes you an yeah. anti-Irish. Yeah. Anti and by the way, Irish-ite or anti-Irish. But <laughs> the irony of it is, Oregon is not diverse. Oregon is flooded with little white Gen X liberals. Right. So the people threatening to burn my salon down, guess who they were? White little people. white liberals. Yes. <laughs> so I'm a racist because I don't want other white people to burn down my salon, but it's because it's in the name of a black man named George right. Floyd. Yeah. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. And and if you try to appease Oops. the woke mob, which I yeah. will never, ever do ever again. Yeah. I tried to say, I'm sorry that you guys think I'm a racist. I this is what the this is what the story is. I my best friend of 14 years was black. And if I say that publicly, guess what they say? Oh, so just because you're friends with a black person doesn't mean you're not racist. Or, right. oh, way to use your black friend as leverage. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, all I'm trying to do is prove that I'm not racist. Yeah. But you can't. You can't. Well, you can't I, argue with them. They're radical. I live with a Hispanic family, uh, first-generation Hispanic family, the Sanchez's, until I was five. Does that make me Mexican? No, I'm a white guy. I don't – I don't. the identity politics of things, like – No. Because I but have – if they were to say – Yeah. Good. If they were to say – if you were to say something – and they were to call you an anti-Mexican. I don't even know if there's a term for being anti-Mexican racist. <laughs> you would say, I'm not against Mexicans. I lived with them my whole life. Oh, well, you're trying to use your family as a prop. And that doesn't mean blah, blah, blah. They just can't deal with facts whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I don't know what an anti-Mexicanite is. Because, you know, like you're anti-Israelite or anti-Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if that's a thing, but anyway, I'm yeah. sure they've got a fancy name well, you, they made up for it, so that you know I'll I'll have to be identified as that later. I I don't know. Um, that's right. Why well, don't I think you honestly have earned the right to come up with the name? So if you want to come yeah. up with the name, well, I lived with I, yeah till I was five. So the first five years of my life, I mean, obviously, I should be able to see. That's again, this is where we we do this weird. I always say it's but what you, what's between your legs, what color your skin is, and what you do in your bedroom is how they divide us. It's the yes. easiest way to do it. So, oh, you're a racist. Oh, you're a xenophobe. You're a he, them, they, you know, whatever. And then whatever's between my leg is the identity, male, female. Oh. You know, it just gets it just ridiculous. Um, all right. So cool that you get. Uh, now, did you end up opening up a shop in Arizona or are you working for someone else or are you what are you doing? Are you just doing this? I'm just doing this, man. I tried. I moved to Arizona. I went through an identity crisis. I swore, okay, I'm going to get back into hair. Right. I'll just build it on like a patriotic platform where they can't cancel me again. And God was just saying, nope, 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 nope. You're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm going to be a real estate agent. I'll be a patriotic real estate agent. Nope, nope. You're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Closing all the doors, man. I was getting yeah. frustrated with the Lord. Yeah. But he's like, you're, this is what I've rewritten your story. You didn't go through what you went through for nothing. I've, right. you have a new purpose and you're going to find it. Yeah. So I would start praying every day. I'm going to go through the doors that I swear you're opening. And it's oddly in political stuff, which is something I'd never cared about before. Right. But as I went through these doors, I watched my life change and I watched him bless that journey. Right. And so I went all in about a year and a half ago. It was actually writing the book that I went all in because as I wrote the story, I really, started to feel like oh man god let me go through every single thing in my life to get me to this moment i really am supposed to be here i'm supposed to be the patriot barbie i'm on a i'm on a purpose and a plan and it's been glorious and so after that book i just felt like he just completely took it off 
Wow, that's great stuff. Well, and this is a, yeah. a thing where we have to we have to f- find out. I, I talked about this a little bit in my speech on in Nashville this weekend. Is you know, and I, where are you going to lay your 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 freedom at? Where are your uh, your values at? Where are you going to lay your money at? You're going to put your freedom at the at the at the foot of the cross, or you're going to sacrifice all of your wealth to say, listen, freedom and liberty is worth more than any dollar I've got. And I think people have got to figure out really where they want to be in this all. It's like, well, you know, I'm saving for retirement, so I don't have any extra. Well, if this country doesn't exist, what is your retirement worth? I mean, yeah. I mean, what the hell? You want to like, well, you know, it's going to be great, but I'm like, like you guys are idiots. Like it's not, you're not going to get the second, you're not going to get the second sailing of the Titanic. It went down already. You're not going to catch it on its return voyage from England. I don't understand people. It's like get, get in the fight. So, um, well, that's yeah. great. So you've been doing this. It's great that you're doing that. And uh, there, your family was obviously involved and, and uh, they supported you with that. That's obviously mm-hmm. a good one because some people don't. Yeah. Some people get yep. the family that, you know, wants to attack him and all that good stuff. Um, all right. So what, what do you got a message for us? We got about, uh, I got to do math in my head. We got 15 minutes here. What, what do you, yeah. I'm going to give it all to you. What do you want to do? Whoa. Give me the mic, baby. Yeah. First of all, I just want to reiterate that you have a point and I don't still don't have any points. So I'm still in the lead. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I don't have points now. <laughs> you just took that away. That's not a, that's a, I have an identity crisis. I identify as the lead points holder so you can't <laughs> so you can't take my identity away anyway oh my gosh so, go oh ahead. man what's the message the message is that much like you much like me we all need to get in the game i know it's really fun and relaxing to not be in the game i know because i enjoyed it for a good 20 years mm-hmm. but i will say this too that the minute god woke me up in 2020 took everything away from me and gave me a platform that had a lot more purpose and value than doing hair no offense to any hairstylist but using your talents for good, which I could have used my hair, hair talents for good, but I didn't. I was just using it to make money and be a boss babe. The minute you give up what's comfortable and secure and safe and pleasant, and you step into real purpose and what God's calling you to do, even though it's going to be harder and a lot more probably traumatizing and cost you more, is 100% worth it. So I just feel like that's constantly the message I want to give. Maybe it's the message I'll give this weekend, which is really, truly finding what God has for you. And if you look back on your life, once you really figure out your calling, you can see that he's prepared you for it. Yeah. Well, one thing we got to remember, too, is that your whole life is just about finding out really what what is. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's definitely there. Um, well, we got to remember that when the door is open, you need to walk through it. Living by faith mm-hmm. is far easier than you making the the choices on your own. I think it's a, it's a different way of living and not to force a point, but to let God lead you in those blessings. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, okay. So what did you, what did you write the book about? What, Ooh, what's in the book? This is a good story. Uh-oh. So, um, and this story is in the book too. If you okay. buy the book, you'll read story all over again but about three people god used about three people to call me to write a book so remember i told you i was suffering from an identity crisis when i moved to arizona trying to do hair trying to do real estate doors being shut not sure what god was doing um i just prayed for my next step and for him to reveal what he wanted from me mm-hmm. and three people three different people um were used to tell me to write a book and so i sat down at a computer and I went, okay, I guess I'm supposed to write about defying the government in Oregon. Well, well, I mean, that only lasted 14 days. I mean, it's an ongoing fight, 
But realistically, I was only open for 14 days against mandates before everyone was allowed to be reopened again. Right. So what I learned throughout the book was, as I started to write kind of my story about government defiance, um, started to write how I felt brave in moments when I should have cowered or I should have caved. Mm-hmm. And I ended up writing about things that I would never choose to put in a book and then publish, like um, an abusive relationship that almost killed me. Right. Um, an abortion that I was forced into at the age of 20, um, drug use and a colorful party lifestyle in my 20s. But all of those things started naturally coming out because I was trying to tell readers, I think God has called me into this. I think this was my purpose the whole time. Why else would you explain why someone who's not into politics and not that religious, if you will, and not in the movement would be the one person to stand up and say, I'm going to fight the government single handedly. And, and how I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. Well, if I wanted to tell people that I believed that God had called me into this, I had to tell them what he's been doing my whole life. So it ended up being like, oh man, I'm typing. I'm going, oh, my dad's going to have to read this. This is horrible. Oh my gosh. Typing out all these horrible stories in my 20s. But in the end, being able to show God's redemption in them and how he used that to embolden me to be who I am today. The Patriot Barbie. Wow. No, that's great. Um, it's a good story. Yeah, it is. So uh, now you're going to be selling these this weekend at the event. Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. Zoom, I, is I lost killing it. Zoom is killing us. So you're going to be selling this weekend. Now, if I wanted to order from you and what's the website I order from you at? You can order from me at patriotbarbie.com and okay. I sell signed copies. That's so. what I was getting ready to ask. Like, if I wanted a signed copy, Yep. Um, you're going to sign them for us. So, That's uh, right. no pressure, but a guy who interviewed you expected a, you know, signed copy. As well. You buy the unsigned copy and I'll sign it for you. Well, I got to buy the <laughs> Or, or you could get one signed personally at the event this Oh, I'll see. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll remember. As well. If you, could, if you could remember who I was, I am by the time you get there, that you're not going to you know, blow me off. Um, Jim. What? Oh, my Real name. quick. What's my, what's my name? Quick. No, that's not how we do this, Lindsay. <laughs> Hold on. That's my name. <laughs> it's Lindsay Graham. That's Lindsay like Graham. unforgettable. You're uh, like, oh, it's April. that dude. Your name is huh? April, right? That's right. It's April. It's yeah. April 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is April. That's awesome. That's a good deal. I, I interviewed her in yeah. April. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's the past and the present, the future, whatever. It's all the same thing. All right. So we're going to do, you get to sign it. People will, and ha- now, um, are you doing a card copy or just paperback on this one? Just paperback, my friend. Just paperback. Oh, yeah. Look at I've even got my little flyers all ready to go. These go on my table. Oh, look at that. Very look good. Look at that. Follow me. Buy one. Yada yeah. yada yada. I, I gotta tell you, I gotta get me, I'm gonna get me one of those. That's kinda cool. Yeah. I don't know. We're doing a lot of weird <laughs> stuff here. Uh we're trying new stuff. I got uh we've been working on some stuff on the backside with the Jim Price show and uh Josh Reed, Red Pills, and some other people that we're working with some things. So we got some cool stuff going on. Uh, so this weekend you're going to be there. Do you have any other events that you're going to be coming up on? We got the Patriot, uh, Patriots United WA that's Washington, obviously, uh, com is the event, but you got anything else coming up that you, that you want to tell us about? Let's see. Well, I just kind of wrapped up a couple big speaking events. Uh, in January, I will be in Texas. I don't know if you have any Texas listeners hmm. and I'll be here in speaking here in Phoenix in a couple weeks at a yeah. women's event. I got um, Texas. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's constantly changed. Now, are you going to be at? Uh... Because a lot of things get booked at the last minute, and with elections coming up, right? 
Say it again. Are you going to be uh, Are you going to be at uh, Turning Point in December? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I got. Uh, I will be there as well. I got it. Um, Josh and me and Ryan Dops, my our business partners, we're all going to go to that because we're going to have a. We're going to try to have a booth. So we'll see how that goes. Awesome. But, media uh, row, right? Yeah, yeah. I already got uh, media passes, so I got the media passes for us. So to go to that, but we should be there. So that'd be good okay, to see awesome. you as well. I'll, so I'll pop in and say, aren't we know each other? We're friends. You that one guy that interviewed me in April. Yeah, back in <laughs> April, and I'll call you April from now on. By the way, that'll be your. It'll be like <laughs> the inside funny. joke. Like, why does he call That's you not April? Her name. How embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, he's got dementia. He meets new friends every day. So he's just an old hippie. He did too many drugs in the seventies. Let <laughs> right. it go. Let it go. Yeah, no, Give the poor guy a pass. It was the I don't do the hard stuff. Just the good stuff. Um, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> so, anyway. uh, all right. So we got that. And uh, anything else that you got? Want to? Do you want to spill on us? Give us. Give us something here. Inspire us. You got. You got. Uh, I get. I'm, all I right. I'll give, give you something. You, it's I'll totally give you a five um, minutes. Five minutes. Okay, it's a it's a shameless plug. You ready? Shameless okay. plug. All right, here we go. Look at this cute necklace I'm wearing. Okay. Look at this cute dress I'm wearing. It's actually a dress. Right. I started a fashion brand with Uh-oh. two friends, Pamela G. Noble, Kendall in Kentucky. It's called Pretty Little Patriot. Little we Patriot. are conservative, Christian, right. pro-life, pro-family, pro-freedom. No dudes are ever going to wear our clothes. Our logo is literally, I have earrings, XX chromosomes. Uh, Oops. Um, so we're looking for shoppers, prettylittlepatriot.com. We're only one month old. We are direct marketing to the conservative Christian women because our stuff is cute. It's trendy. It's fashionable. And we will always, always stand up for women. So that, that is something your listeners might want to know about. Right. Um, all right. So that was, uh, okay. So you have Patriot do that again. Pretty. Oh gosh. So man, I know. I'm sorry. Too much, too much. Too many names. Patriotbarbie.com. Patriotbarbie.com. That's me. That's right. my merch. That's my book. And then the, what's the clothing line, though? You just gave me a clothing line. That's my speaking. Yeah. And then prettylittlepatriot.com. Prettylittlepatriot.com. And that's the fashion. Isn't so, that cute? Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm a guy. Don't you just want to shop there, Jim, but you can't? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds like a chick shop to me. And that's how I think <laughs> of it. It's like, I'm not going there. You know, nope. unless I'm dragged there. Uh, but you would look horrible in one of our dresses. I know. I mean, that is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. No, I, oh. I dressed up. I, I've dressed up. Uh, gosh, it was like, I don't know how many years ago. I dressed, dressed up as a woman with my beard on. And I actually had short hair at that point, And I was a horrible looking woman. I'm going to tell you right now, I do not look good in a dress. So um, those pictures are out there somewhere, I'm sure. Remember when it was cute and funny? If yeah. you would have dressed up like that, it's hilarious. Yeah. And now they're like, uh-oh, he thinks he's a she. Right. Now that it's was, not funny anymore. Now I just was, wonder uh, about your mental state. Yeah, that was like 10 or 11 years ago, back when we could yeah. still laugh at ourselves and we could actually yeah. do some things. That's ridiculous. That back when you could a- dress up like a woman and not think that well, that magically made you a woman. Well, polit- political correctness, political correctness is what got us here. This is the problem we've had with, they started, you know, Doing the little, well, politically correct. It's like, I knew it was a path to nowhere. So we really screwed that whole thing up. Um, All right. So anything else you got for us before we get you out of here? Nope. That's it. PatriotBarbie.com, PrettyLittlePatriot.com. I want to say thank you. And I actually hope that this reaches people to come to the event this weekend. It's going to be epic. I got people in Portland. I got a bunch of people in Oregon that watch me. And so even in Washington. So I got a lot of people that are coming. Uh, In fact, I had people at the Oregon event over clear on the Idaho side. Uh, that drove down from Washington just to see me there. So they're going to be at this event. Uh, Ken and awesome. some other people will be there. It's going to be great. 
Um, all right. So thank you so much, Lindsey Graham, for being here. It's been great having you. If you have any other, uh, you know, anything else coming up, a big event or whatever, get back on the show. Don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, we'll see you in uh, Arizona here in a few months. Well, we'll see you in, in Washington. In a couple, here. Yeah, a couple days. Yeah. yeah. Couple All days. right. Thank you, Jim, so much. All right. Well, you take care. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, guys, that was a great interview with Lindsay. Again, we have this whole thing where we have to continue to push back against the establishment. And that's sad part of it is, it's like, why? Why do, we, why, do, why do we actually go around them and ask them for permission to do anything? In reality, when we just stand there and say, no, we're going to do it our way. This is how we're going to do it. We're not going to ask questions. We actually solve our own problems. I say I, I say this on the show. I say it um, in the in my like I even said it this weekend. Uh, dogs, children, and the government need to be told no often because it makes them better. And if you just said no and you didn't say these things, we wouldn't have to have all this tyranny that we have to push back on. And the sad part of it is the guy who's, who are shoveling the coal in the steam engine on the way to Auschwitz are just as guilty as those who pulled the gas chamber lever to kill those people. So, again, be mindful of that. By the way, guys, I will want to make sure that we understand people that were being killed in Auschwitz and other places were majority of them were people. They're called human beings. Their religious and genetic order had nothing to do with most of it. And I wish we would not talk about it, that there was only certain people that were being executed, but there were people being executed. So remember, the Polish were actually targeted first, and we don't want to have that conversation because we can't be honest, but we have to know our history accurately. We continue to tell the same lie over and over again. It becomes a reality, and the sad, the sad, sad part of this is, is I've had to push back on Lincoln was not a good president. He wasn't what we need him to be, and so many others continue to go out there, and we see this stuff going on and on and on. Uh, uh, this is what we have to be mindful of. We see these lies. We see all this stuff. Stop it. Stop the lies. We didn't fight the Civil War because of slavery. We fought the Civil War because of financial and misrepresentation issues in the North. See, this is the problem. Again, we had the Cool Kids Club. We started it right off in the beginning of the country. We'd only been a country for just a little, just under 100 years, and we're going to go out and do this stupid stuff. Again, This just be mindful, guys. The evil is always out there, and if you get in this fight of freedom, you're going to have to do this until your last dying breath. I will never stop saying what I'm saying, and in fact, I am enjoying the idea that I'm doing this, and I'm looking forward to teaching my grandkids and my grandkids' grandkids about this because I'm not going to shut my pie hole. I'm going to tell people about freedoms and liberty. And let me ask you another quick question as we're sitting here. Um, I, um, I want you guys to think about this for a second. When have the good guys been in charge of the world? And I'll just leave that out there for a second. I, I, I mean, I, I'll let you guys kind of mull that over. But when have the good guys, when have the good guys, when have they been in charge of the world? Because too many times I'm seeing over and over again where I'm seeing that we have the bad guys that the good guys on the ground have to push back against. The, the, this is a problem for me. We continue to have this ideology problem of, oh, you know, the good guys are always in charge and it's the bad guys that are kicking us in the butt. No, I really do believe that somehow, some way, these guys tend to get to the top, but that's also through selfish and self-centered ways. They're doing it because it's all about them. And people like myself who want to do things selflessly and do more for the world around us, we have to push back and say, no, we're going to do this differently. No, we don't want it. No, we don't want this. We want freedoms and liberties. And there's people at the top 
that really don't seem to understand that they have failed themselves, that these people that are out there doing these evil, evil things, evil doers in life, they have failed themselves. This is a problem. This is an identity issue for them. So be mindful when you hear these people say things that it's like, uh, um, uh, how do we how do we put? When you have these evil people out there doing this, it is your job. It is your job to be the the protector, the sentinel, the soldier, the whatever it is to stand up against these people. These selfish, self centered people that are destroying themselves. Yes, they can do that, but you have to be able to be the counter-narrative, and you have to be bold and out there. Now, now, Lindsey Graham, she was out there doing this, and she was really pushing hard only because she was being pushed hard against. And so she learned a life lesson because they pushed on her so hard, she pushed back, and then she decided to do it her way, which was fantastic. And that was someone who stood up for themselves and really found out that freedoms and liberties are absolutely necessary. But remember that that those people that are usually in charge are those the most self-centered and selfish among us because they will do anything and step on anybody to get to that point of, of uh, power. And that's what they do. So this is all psychological lessons on this. This is all what we have to think about. Push back against this narrative. We don't have to be a part of this. Um, this is, we can create a parallel economy. We got all this stuff. By the way, guys, the vitamin line that we talked about, uh, I've talked about here in the last week or so, we're gonna. Looks like we're gonna be getting a splash page for early subscription. Uh, looks like this week here. So I'll let you guys know when that web page goes live. It's going to be mydailynaturals.com. Mydailynaturals.com will be the website. We're gonna get a splash page up, so you can go ahead and order your subscription, and that way we have your guys's order in. So November one, we're able to ship those right out right away. It is amazing how much work. Uh, we had to do with the government, with all these other agencies to get this to you guys. This is not like, hey, man, I'm going to need some vitamin D. Um, no, it's a big deal. This is a big problem uh, that I really had a problem with. It really grinds my gears to think about how much government I had to do to get you guys this. I had to get involved with the government. We had to do all this stuff. There's all this backside legalese and blah, 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 20,000 layers of something to get you guys so that we have a basic package for cell health. Basic cell health. That's what I want you guys to have. That's why I'm doing this. That's why it's super important. We want you guys to get the monthly subscription. Now, here's what happens in the monthly subscription. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a narrative on this before we get out of here. The monthly subscription is going to get you, like the first one, you're going to get your for your basic cell health. This is basic cell health. This is, a, this is all we're doing. We're not doing, I'm chasing the vitamin D dragon or vitamin C thing. And I, no, no, no. We're doing this basic cell health because if your cells aren't operating right, the I, it, I don't care how much vitamin D or C you take, it's just expensive pee. So we're going to get you this going on this. It'll be great. So you'll get your automatic shipment of when... Your first one comes out, you'll get your bottles all at once, but we will time the next bottles. If you're doing the monthly subscription, we'll time the next bottles to come to you as each bottle is getting ready to run out because not all bottles have the same dosage. So this is the thing that we're doing. So we're going to make sure that this is seamless for you guys. You pay the monthly subscription, you will make sure and have in hand your vitamins each month so that you can maintain your cell function health. See how simple this is? 
Now, like I said, if you want to go get the vitamin D and E and C and all the other stuff, we're going to make this available as things progress. But what we're trying to do is bring you in at the cell health level. That's what the monthly subscription is. Now, we're going to have other packages that are going to have to do with reproductive health. They're going to have to do with mental clarity. That'll have to do with certain things that your body may be suffering because of the government chemicals you put in your body, because of the glyphosate poisonings, because of the different things that are in our food or the malnutrition that's in our food. By the way, guys, remember, we suffer from malnutrition for most of the food that we eat. We really do. There's a malnutrition element. You may be eating a lot of things, but there's like the whole egg thing with the chicken food thing, the chicken feed thing that happened in last year in the beginning of this year. Remember that whole thing? Well, it's because they had depleted all of the, the, the ingredients that were inside of the, the food for the chickens that they, need to, they needed for their egg health, for their own health. Well, they eliminated all those things. So these chickens were basically starving to death because there's no nutrients in the food. Well, that's the same thing with these things that we're getting in a lot of places. And even your organic stuff, you have to be very careful. So as we go through this, um, uh, Lindsay says, although urine therapy is supposed to be good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not there yet, Lindsay. When th times get tough, we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the whole looping thing. But I understand what you're talking about there. But be mindful as this, so that this is a cell health deal. We're going to make sure that you get all of your 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 stuff to you each month to make sure that you have everything ready for you. And each month you're making those, that, that subscription, you're going to keep that going. And that way you get your discounts for your Dutch test, but we will make things, other things available as we go along, but we can't, we can't just throw everything at, at you at once. We want you guys to work into a health process. That's going to really fix you at the cell function level. I don't want you going out and chasing down a bunch of crap. I don't want you taking a, a bunch of vitamin E when you don't have your cell health accurate because it's not going to work. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to get out of here. You know, this is how we do it. So thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for everything you guys have been doing. It's been great to have you. Remember, any questions or comments, Jim Price at thejimpriceshow.com or thejimpriceshow.com is the website. Remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. You not give up. You not give in. We will win. I promise. I'll make promises I can't keep. Guys, you've been the best out there. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Remember, the Constitution limits the government but never limits you. Know your power, know where your creator is, know who your creator is, and know that he gives you your breath. You do not ask the government to breathe. All right, guys, I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys have a good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.